This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Tech Talk this morning. Uh, The Malaysian life insurance market is poised for substantial growth as recent studies forecast gross premiums uh, to reach an impressive uh, 15.9 billion uh, by uh, 2027. That's about a 22.3% growth from uh, 2022, which was at 13.1 billion. This growth has attracted new players, uh, with Star Insurance being the latest entrance to uh, latest entrant to the market, delivering an, an exceptional user experience, and that becomes crucial for insurance companies to differentiate themselves in this increasingly competitive landscape. However, along with the promising growth in premiums, there's also a concern of a potential rise in fraudulent claims. Allianz statistics reveal that motor insurance claims fraud alone costs about 1 billion ringgit per year, posing a significant challenge for insurance providers. This presents a pressing issue for insurance providers as they need to deliver exceptional and seamless customer experiences while also combating fraudulent activities effectively. Uh, To help me dive into some of this, I have uh, Queenie Wong, the Director of uh, Customer Advisory for ASEAN for SAS Malaysia. Welcome to the show, Queenie. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Queenie. Tell people what you do, Queenie. Tell people what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I work with the I work with the team and also customers to understand their challenges. Uh, we work in SaaS. We serve across the different industries. Insurance is one of our key industry area, uh, not only in Malaysia, in ASEAN as well as globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a few. Uh, we have many successes with insurance in the area of risk, fraud, and customer analysis, customer analytics, and you name it. Right, mm-hmm. we are there, um, and we have helped many customers to curb issues like what Richard just mentioned with regards to fraud. Uh, not only that, but also also in the area of claims, mm-hmm. uh, expediting claims, as well as uh, underwriting. Yeah. Now, obviously, one of the big things uh, that we've been talking about, particularly here over the last few weeks, has, has been the rise of AI, you know, and mm. its involvement in businesses across every single sector, including mine. But how do you think that AI tech has uh, is being used to combat stuff like insurance fraud, um, in insurance uh, in Malaysia, what, what are the results so far? Okay, um, insurance, well, the insurance business is a very old business. It's been around yeah. for a long, long time, right? And it's served many people very well. And uh, the insurance companies have always used analytics, advanced analytics, not only AI. AI is like the buzzword now, but mm. insurance companies have always used data analytics to do their underwriting, uh, to segment their customers and, you know, to do the claims as well. It's just that recently uh, more adoption has come into play with regards to helping them do the processing, getting things more automated and getting things faster mm. uh, back to customers as well and also down the food chain, right? Mm-hmm. The different people that serve the industry itself. So AI has already played a very big role uh, in the area of underwriting, uh, assessing who should, uh, what what you want to insure, what, progr- uh, what particular uh, a premium, how much you want to pay for it, and uh, and also claims. Mm. And in the area of fraud, uh, insurance company now have a lot of data uh, as to who will be. As you know, in insurance, they sell to agents a lot. And now recently, there's a rise in buying online, mm-hmm. right? And I think everybody needs some 
has an engagement with the insurance company. So what the insurance company has is a wide variance of data and what they need to do is to understand how the data linked each other and what insights they can get. And the more insights they can get, the better they can combat mm. fraud mm. and also aid them in the area of investigation. So when, when something is kind of flagged as potentially being fraudulent, what kind of process does that, what pr- kind of process happens there? So if you flag something as potential, well, first, it doesn't flag off as fraud immediately. Fraud off, it's flagged off as suspicious, right? right? Uh, a suspicious claim. And or is, is it because it's been claimed before by the same person, by the same agent and all that? And then you have some behavioral mm. uh, pattern. And based on that, you can, let's say you determine that it's a fraudulent case and then you would investigate, right? And then the problem is that the information that must be available, readily available, the information must have its different connection, right, for, for a company to execute fraud. Uh, in, in all many conversations we have with customers, the challenge is you, identif- you, you identify the suspicious activity, but from there to confirm to be fraud, there's a time lapse. You want to reduce that time. Mm. And then from the time you investigate to really take an action, that is also time consuming. So you want to use the data and the automation to help you reduce that. So if you ask me what is important to insurance company today, besides identifying uh to the fraud is also to take on actions for the investigation mm-hmm. and then come to a conclusion as to what actions do you take? Do mm-hmm. you let it go? Do you put it on hold? Do you reject? You know, do you pay but you know, take actions? Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things that AI and analytics can help uh, expedite. And it, yeah, it reduces the time. It reduces the time. Okay. Now, this idea of predictive modelling as well mm. and when it works in insurance underwriting, uh, how do you think it helps uh, insurers assess risk more accurately then? Um, the first thing to do when you want to do modeling is that you must have the right data. Right. Right. And I think many... Um, where does that data come from? The data comes from internal and external, right? So many, many insurance companies have a lot of internal data, but also insurance companies today, or FI today, are going out to get subscribed data as well. So they either subscribe data or they get data from the different channels or from their business partners, right? And then this data is used to better understand how they want to do the underwriting and the modeling. Mm. So all this data comes from different uh, sources. They need to be consolidated. They need to be accessed. They need to be made easily available for the underwriters to really access the data. Mm. Now, in the past, uh, we have customers where uh, the challenge is the data come in different silo. Putting them together takes time. Uh, accessing them takes time. And then the modeling part is just a quick fix, right? So what we want to do now is to streamline everything together to make it easier, mm. right? And today, as you know, uh, with the online interactions, uh, the online transactions, you also want to make sure that you incorporate those information as well. So you have data that is already been there because they've been your customer for a long time, data from the agents that's also been there, but you want to look at data from performance and behavioral, mm. and that is constantly changing mm. uh, depending on time. I can tell you that the data from before COVID and during COVID and post COVID, they're totally different, mm. right? And an insurance company now needs to consolidate all this and do a comparison to say that if I address the segment today, what is the difference between post-COVID, COVID and, right. sorry, pre-COVID, post-COVID and then now, right, right, right? right? So these are some of the challenges that I think is keeping the insurance agents uh, and underwriters very busy and the models very busy. <laughs> <laughs> and awake at night. Yeah, because I think the with, with such an experience of 
digital. Mm. I think everybody is overwhelmed by the amount of data that you get. And because the more data you have, the more noise Mm. you get. And then Mm. you need to filter out what is relevant and what is is relevant and what is nice to have. Do you think the consumer is aware of how important that data is though? I do know that consumers are sometimes very paranoid about what data they give. But when it comes to insurance, the declaration is very... Clear. Clear, right? Yeah, yeah. And and because you're investing in something that in, in the long run would benefit, I wouldn't use the word benefit, but compensate uh, things, right? So you have to make the right declaration. And I think what is important is to keep this data safe as well, mm-hmm. right? From the privacy information, from getting the data safe and all that. Uh, it's, it's very important. And sometimes when you talk about fraud, right, we're not talking about the claims fraud as well. We also talk about make sure that the data doesn't get leaked so, out. Especially here in Malaysia, which it's become a big thing over the past couple of years. Let's be honest. Yes. It's not only in Malaysia that's a big thing. It's, it's a big thing everywhere because everyone loves data, Yeah. right? And I think the, the concept of mining data that you never had and and uh, you've never seen. It's, it's very interesting to many people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the insurance company are mining the data and I think uh, the public are aware, the consumers are aware. And I think almost, well, I wouldn't say all Malaysians would have insurance, but most Malaysians would understand the importance of insurance mm-hmm. and, and whether is it uh, from a life point of view. Uh, obviously, if you have an asset, you definitely will be insured uh, for many reasons, right? And and this information already available. Question is, are the insurance company and also the agencies taking, um, I guess, leveraging on this information that they have to make better decisions? Mm-hmm. And the only need to do that is to make sure that the data can come together uh, and correlate that relationship between uh, the guy that sells the house, the the, the property developer, the banks, yeah. the behaviors, and, and and all that. So those yeah. all those have to jive in. And the only way to do that is to take on automation through technology. Right. Let, let's talk a little bit about you know, strategy and best practices. Then mm. you know, and particularly uh, insurance companies. What can they adopt? Do you think to to differentiate themselves from other competitors that are here in the Malaysian market? I think my 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 point my opinion is that uh, many insurance companies are reusing data, so that's great. So they're already doing it. The thing is that how often do they get the data refreshed and relook at things? Right. Uh, we have many customers that have done great work with modeling AI and all that to to do prediction work. The question is how often do you refresh this data uh, to make sure that your model is recalibrated? to meet the market needs. And as you just said, it needs to be recalibrated because there's pre-COVID, there's post-COVID, yeah. there's current, right, yeah. right, right? And also depends on the channel that you go to because a lot of insurance companies are also designing new channels to, out, to for market outreach, mm. right? And also <clears throat> different channels for payment, different channels for, for recruitment, right? All this information needs to take into consideration. Um, I, for one, used to buy travel agents, travel insurance through my agent. Now with COVID, right, or post-COVID, I just buy it online. Yeah, same. Right, because yeah. it's like you know, if the the thought of meeting someone else is um, cautious. <laughs> yes. I guess it's easier to just interact and buy, and then you're just buying it for a week, for example. Right, right, yeah. and it's standard fee. Yeah, yeah. right, and you buy convenience. So mm. a lot of things you do buy by convenience, not by brand. So 
all this takes into consideration on how you would put together uh, a proposition for your customer. Mm. So for us, we deal with many insurance customers that have been around for a long time. Uh, we also deal with new players and we play. I, we also play with the middle persons, right? The agents and all that. And, diff- and all of them have got data challenges. Uh, but we do tell them one thing it's very important is that you need to first leverage on what you have. Mm. Know what you mm. have, leverage on them and say, what are the gaps that's missing? Mm. And don't go out and recruit or get more data. Mm. Uh, because that will just put things into a little bit of flux because if you don't know what you have you're not sure what gap you Mm. need Mm. right and then you know it makes your whole process a little bit longer all right, hold that thought. We need to take a short break. Folks, I'm in the studio with Queenie Wong, the Director for Customer Advisory over at SAS Malaysia. Uh, we're going to take a short break here on Tech Talk. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Busy Finding Money. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm in the studio with Queenie Wong, uh, Director for Customer Advisory over at SAS Malaysia. We were talking about um, innovative strategies and, uh, and uh, you know, best practices, Queenie. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you know, maybe give me some examples of how insurers are leveraging analytics and AI to effectively combat, uh, combat and reduce fraudulent claims. We, we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Can you go a little bit more in depth with it? So today, <clears throat> a lot of insurance companies, besides leveraging our data, they also look at visualisation, mm. right? I think some insurance are looking at two things. Uh, before, what can we do before to curb uh, fraudulent claims? So put in place certain uh, measures, right, where you... where a, a Applicants come in and how do you uh, risk assess them? Mm. So to use compare use analytics to to, be, to better risk assess using the data that they have. And the other one is they do is that we do see customers using more um, using technology, for example, photos, visualizations uh, to score what the damages is rather than wait for a third party to do an assessment. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's good and bad in a sense that you expedite the process by taking photos. For example, you have a bad car accident and, and photos of the car's mm-hmm. damages are available to you. You can do a quick assessment uh, let, well, digitally yeah. right, using analytics and then you have an individual or professional SME that comes in to do an assessment and then you can do a comparison. Right. Uh, that will, in a way, uh, expedite your claims and as, at the same time be able to give you an assessment as to whether uh, from a digital point of view what that what that damage is and from a score and what that individual IP tells you right right, right yeah. so you can do a comparison on that and I think some insurance companies are taking that measure so that uh, one is from resource point of view the other one is speed right to give you a comparison mm. um in, in the areas of claim frauds when it comes in, for example, medical claims and all that, I think insurance companies are also looking at what treatment and whether the treatment cost or the treatment, uh, the, the, the medication that is using during the treatment, is it regular mm. or is it out of the norm, mm. right? And do a quick comparison and then do a price to say that, okay, on the average, it's going to cost you, let's say, uh, off the cuff, uh, 10000 right? Is this the regular 10000 that you see uh, across the different uh, um, claims that you have of the same nature? Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is being used in technology to curb fraud. Okay, so we're talking obviously about you know, the tech and involvement within the insurance industry. And... One of the issues that we we know that AI has um, 
been, I don't want to say accused of, but it, one of the issues that it has is that it can hallucinate is one of the bigger issues, uh, for, for want of a better phrase. Um, what are some of the, the challenges when you implement AI into something like insurance, which is such an old industry and has been established as, and been done a particular way? When you bring something as new as the tech of AI into it, what are some of the challenges that you think exist? Uh, one is the trust issue, mm. right? So you you want to be able to you you can't jump into hundred percent AI, right? Totally, because right? people are often used to speaking with the agent, for example. Correct. Yeah. You will still need the agent, but what AI can do is to aid the information, uh, in, improve the agent's information, or rather, improve the information that you will give to your customer. Right? It helps you with that. You cannot totally shut. Um, the human out, the human part out, right? Because to the way we look at it is always a hybrid. Yeah. We use technology to digest the information, to quickly concise what, to give you the concise information that you need. But then you still need to use a human to translate that because there are, there are different cases uh, and, and different mm. different situations and scenarios. So you still need the human element. And when you look at insurance, like you say, it's a very old mm. uh, industry and it's been around for a long time, right? You, you still need that touch, that, that human touch in, mm. in, in selected area. Now, I did talk about just now about buying travel insurance, but that's very simple. Number of days, where you're going and all that, it's a very simple thing. Will you be climbing mountains and skiing? Yeah. And diving? <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, but those questions, sometimes they don't ask, right? right. And, and we don't declare because you don't worry whether they'll compound on the premiums, jokes aside. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, you know, those are very clear, clear uh, parameters that you can put in and can give you very clear outcome. Mm. But when you talk about life, you're assessing someone's, um, you know, uh, behavior over a period of time. You know, you normally buy life for life, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to different cycles, right? Um, whether you buy uh, when, when you are just starting work and then you have family and then all that. So it, 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 you do need the human aspect of things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from an area of affordability as well and where this person is at his life cycle when he's buying the insurance. So you do need that interface. So coming from the best practice, it is hybrid. We always look at hybrid adoption and when we ask customers to do that and customers do tell is that they start with a small segment and a small example. Uh, for example, you can use uh, technology and analytics like SaaS for, for pricing, right? And you don't do, you don't apply that for across all pricing, but maybe pricing for one particular product or one particular offering. Mm. And then let's see how it goes. Mm. And then if it goes well, then you can test the market and say, look, if this gone well, and this is the, or if there's a claim, how would that claim impact your pricing moving forward? Mm. So you need to build that trust uh, in, in applying technology and AI as well. And that trust over time will build across the organization. So today, a lot of insurance company trust uh, and analytics and, and also SaaS to help them digest the data and do the analytics part, right? And then the automation of getting the information to the right people at mm. the right time. Uh, so so that is that is what I would say that, you know, start with a small example, but, you know, the insurance company doing it. The new guys, the new entrants uh, are using it more aggressively uh, because, because they want to ramp up. Very quickly. Very quickly. Right. Uh, and at the same time, they also get the information on the feedback very quickly. Mm. Right. When you launch a campaign, the campaign is is doing well and is doing well which, which segment? Does it match with who you intentionally wanted to sell? And then get that feedback and then correlate to say that 
did you issue did you uh, did you promote or, or launch the product for the right market mm-hmm. and is the right market at the right price mm-hmm. then you can quickly calibrate back and, mm-hmm. and say look what, what do we do and, and do the analytics part so SAS helps customer with that as well and also on the claims fraud side right you want to use analytics for claim you also need to monitor how often the claims are coming in uh, and which area is it a, due to a particular product a particular car model a particular agent or a particular middleman you know how, how it works that mm-hmm. way so put the data in place, you know, and then let, let the data do the magic of uh, getting the right information. How, how do you see um, the role of AI uh, and the insurance industry kind of, when, when they work together, how do you see them evolving together in the future? What do you think is going to happen? What do you mean together? When, h- how do you see AI, as it is right now, mm-hmm. do you see its integration into the industry getting bigger uh, it becoming um, more a, a part of the insurance industry, and will that's what I mean by evolving together. Okay, yeah, it will. It will. Um, I think. Well, it, we used to be able to explain to say, oh, you need to use AI and analytics mm. for this, and this is like, no, we're already using it. Mm. How can I use it for more use cases? Th- that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So I think customers today are already using analytics and AI in many ways, yeah. uh, in communicating, in giving recommendations, and in giving uh, um, maybe next best offers, if you want to call it. Uh, and I think what customers are looking to use it is to increase efficiency, right? Increase outreach. And also use AI to better understand customer behavior um, in the sense that how, not so much as to why did the, why is the customer behaving that way, but understanding the change in the behavior. For example, the buying pattern, the spending pattern, the claiming pattern, the paying pattern, what has happened and take that into consideration in building their strategy or d- improving their strategy to go to, ba- to go back to the market as a respond. Mm. Um, I think, uh, I'm also, I mean, I, I buy insurance, right? And different type of insurance. And I find that the response time is a lot better now compared to before. I and I think a lot of, t- and, and because this market is very competitive, now yeah. you have more options, right? Yeah. And because you have more options, you be behind the scene, we realize that more uh, technology is being, more uh, technology and also AI is being used. Uh, we are in there uh, in many of these cases. And, and I think the insurance company has more, less worry on, how to manage my data and how to manage my um, analysis of things. Mm. And let's focus on what the customer needs and the response from the customer. Mm. So I think this is where I think the, the, the integration of using analytics to understand customer behavior will very much uh, integrate into the business. It's already integrated in the business. It's just going to be more uh, transparent, mm, mm. right? It's like one day you're going to find out, how do you know I need it? Because you bought a ticket from someone and, and, and that company maybe has an insurance and then it comes in as a pop-up, mm. you know, mm. uh, to, to potentially what you need. Mm. So if you buy an air ticket today, you already see that there's insurance included. The yeah. question is whether do you want to opt for it or not, yeah. right? So the pricing of, of what that would be would be very much depends on how much you're spending on the ticket and how much you're spending on your trip. You know, so all this, you can use AI for it uh, mm. behind the scene. I've got one question for you before, before I let you go. Um, and I, I guess this is about use cases, uh, or rather case studies or success stories where you've actually seen um, AI making a significant impact in, in, in combating insurance fraud. Do you mm. have an example that you could give me? Okay, we do have AI uh, in an example f- for, for fraud. Uh, it's, it's a use case that we've, we've seen where we look at multiple claims uh, coming in from different uh, part of the business uh, and different 
product type, but it all originates into one particular centre and one particular uh, agency. Right, a particular group. And this is because uh, they we were able to do that because we used the data to track to say that did this guy buy the premium over time from different people and all these different people has a common agent or has a common location right. and they attack, you know, would well let, let's let's use the whip to try to 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 create uh, 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 confusion by having multiple uh, sub- subscription and multiple claims and using the only way to do that is through technology because mm-hmm. you could buy something you could buy a premium a month ago and then a few people buy and then you have no relationship with these guys right uh by looking at documents and data, you can't. But using analytics, you probably could link them together because they could have common emails, common location, common addresses, maybe common cars. Uh, and sometimes they could use the same property or the same collateral and then you know yeah. have buy multiple times. The yeah. only time you can do it is to identify the unique, to have a unique identity of, of or, or identifier of what, what that item is. So this is some of the things that we have done in the past where we have managed to track um, uh, fraudulent claims from different people but resulting in the same area uh, or the same agent or the same person uh, or same persons right in, in a particular group mm. so we have done that for customers and that helped them to either improve their process of onboarding customers and also uh, evaluating agents mm. and and then of course curb fraud and then mm. not pay out the right the, the right or wrong claim amount Queenie I, I'm done is there anything you want to add before we wrap up um, yeah, I'm, I would like to say that, you know, uh, SES is very, uh, very big in, in analytics and, and advanced uh, advanced. Uh advanced analytics and AI. Uh, we have been in the market for a long time. Uh, we've served insurance companies for a long time as well. Uh, so we're happy to talk to any insurance company uh, that is willing to see how they can improve uh, their claims or their underwriting processes. Um, please uh, give us a buzz. Wonderful. Queenie Wong, thank you very much for joining me here on Tech Talk this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. My pleasure. Folks, if you missed any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. I recommend the BFM app that is available in the Apple app store or google play for tech talk my name is rich bradbury here on bfm 89.9 the business station you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app